The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. It has been an absolutely massive week on the show. First up, I want to talk to Sarah Philpot. She's the CEO of the Mount Gambier City Council. Council meeting took place last week, and when it comes to the council, they are not necessarily happy with the bus service we have in the Limestone Coast. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Sarah, good morning. Hello. How are you going? Yeah, good, Sarah. Our buses are in the news at the moment. Our service isn't great. Well, our bus service, as you know, has not been reviewed for quite some time, about 30 years um, and it, it's really the, the level of service um, is more equivalent to a, a community of between three and 6,000 people rather than a regional city of 28,000. So council's really keen to continue to work with the um, new bus service provider and also with the government about rev- continuing to look at reviewing that service. So um, we've been really pleased uh, with the new um service providers. I must say we also had a great working relationship with the previous bus operators. So it's not about the operator themselves. It's just that um, the new operators have been um, engaged effectively to continue to deliver the same service, which hasn't been reviewed. Mm. Um, Good news, though, is that um, Link SA have been uh, really uh, interested to work alongside council to think about within the envelope that they've got. You know, they've got a particular... um, Uh, arrangement with the state government if they can make changes that help support getting to some of those other key locations like you know the hospital or food bank or any of those other locations then they're really happy to work with council to try and identify some hopefully some quick wins that can happen within the scope of their current work and uh, we understand there's going to be a review of uh, regional bus services in the new year and so we will really be working strongly to put a position about what we believe our bus service needs to be for the future. Putting pressure on the state government. Correct, yes. Uh Sarah, lots of other things were talked about at Council. Um, You guys were asked whether you would be sponsors of the Gift Carnival. Uh, Yes, that's right. So the Mount Gambier Gift Carnival... um, has already received some sponsorship from council. Um, So the original request from the carnival was for $20,000. Council had originally um, agreed to provide five plus to um, $2,000 worth of in-kind support. And so council received a deputation from Kim Steer, who's the president of the South Australian Athletic League. And he spoke to council about the intentions and the bigger vision for the gift and how it provides a, a feeder in from for Victorian athletes and, uh, and also has other connections to other events. So council listened to that deputation and then later in the meeting decided to increase the sponsorship for that event by up to an additional 5000 So the total then that Council might be um, sponsoring is up to 10000 plus 2000 in kind. And I must say that the um, Athletic League is out really looking for sponsorship and looking for other ways to help deliver a top-class um, event. And so Council was pleased to be able to make a you know, an additional contribution um, in the to support the event to reach those kind of heights in terms of the quality of the event. But we're also um, very supportive of their work to try and get other sponsors involved. Mm. Now, Sarah, Creative Arts is something that you're also going to be supporting? 
Yes, that's right. So we do have a Creative Arts Fund. Council um, funds $50,000 towards creative arts activities. And two, uh, two have been chosen for this year. So we have um, an artwork called Up, which is going to be on our railway lands, which is an amazing mural, um, beautiful, colourful mural on the back of one of those buildings. And the other is Sea Weave. And this is a community weaving project. So very often with the uh, creative arts, we think about, you know, as murals or paintings or those kinds of things. But Sea Weave is a different project where it's about getting the community involved in making um, these woven rounds which go to represent um, an environmental sea um, kind of outcome. But the joy in it is not just in the final product, but in the fact of the community coming together and working together in an artistic endeavour. So, so Council was pleased to be able to support both of those. And there was some money from that budget left over, which will go towards delivery of the Mount Gambier Beacon Art Project, where Council already has some funding set aside to do another art project, which is, you know, an attractor, probably somewhere in our CBD area, something that's different that really gets people drawn in. So, um, so great to see Council's funding of our um, arts community, as well as all the funding we put into sport and all of those other activities. Mm. Sarah... Of course, we've got some great weather at the moment. It means you guys are out and about fixing roads. Yes, that's right. So uh, we've been really appreciative of um, federal funding, which comes to councils to top up and assist with local roads and community infrastructure. And so uh, council has um, received some additional funding, um, which is from the Department of Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development and Communications. Uh, we have um, an amount of uh, seven hundred thousand or thereabouts and we're funding a couple of projects which is a road reconstruction for Bowendick Terrace between Crouch Street and Warren Street but also um, Frew Park. Um, so Frew Park as you know is such an important beautiful location in our city and there's um, we can apply this funding to amenities to access road stormwater improvements and also to some fencing and seating um, in that really important park area so a great use of this additional federal funding which we're very grateful for mm, absolutely now sarah you guys have also got a volunteer management plan that we want to talk about yeah absolutely our volunteers and oh, we just love them to pieces they're great people they work across so many areas within our um, community and within the city of mount gambia's activity so everything from supporting events like our you know christmas parade for instance um, mount gambia uh, library um, the ridock arts and cultural precinct valley lakes we've got terrific volunteers who support the conservation park and we've got great people who help us with at the waste transfer station and the reuse market as well so um, so what we've done is done a comparison of our ways of working with volunteers against the national standards for volunteer involvement and so as a consequence we've developed a volunteer management plan and a policy and all of this is designed to make sure that we've got that really good supporting framework in place for our volunteers making sure when they come and work with us they're safe and you know all of those things and that they they um, have got really good job descriptions so they're really clear about where they're helping and so um, this is making sure that we've got those underpinning foundations in place so we're really pleased to have got to this point um, to have more formally recognised the role our volunteers play 
within council services and they're a great bunch and we really appreciate their contribution. Sarah, jam-packed council meeting as always. We are going to catch up in a month. Thanks for joining me this morning. My pleasure. Thank you. The country cabinet have been in town for the last couple of days. All the ministers, our premier, Peter Malinowskis as well. Pete's on the line. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning to your listeners. Pete, there's been some great announcements over the last 24 hours in regards to the Limestone Coast, but one of the biggest has got to be mobile phone coverage, and it's something you and I were fighting with this morning. <laughs> yeah, we're um, as a state government, Ewan, we've been persuaded that this is a, a problem that has gone on too long and, and just needs to be fixed. So on the back of a bit of advocacy from Nick McBride and Troy Bell and and local government, we've been able to put together a partnership with Telstra that will see to the biggest investment in mobile phone coverage in, in the southeast um, that we've seen in uh, a long, long time. It will increase um, the level of coverage of 4G across the Limestone Coast area by 44% or 2,500 square kilometres. So uh, the state government's doing something it doesn't normally do because normally this is a exclusively a federal government responsibility, but we're, as a state government, contributing $5.5 million, partnering with local council, we're putting in about a million dollars between six councils and then Telstra. So now we just need the federal government to sign off on it when they make their contribution, and uh, this will be rolled out over the next two years. It's absolutely sensational news, Peter, but it's not the only news that you guys have announced here in the Limestone Coast while you've been visiting. No, it's not. We've got a, a few different announcements that we've been making around health, but also coming into the summer dramatically increasing bushfire aerial firefighting capacity in the limestone coast we're putting our new crews here on the ground in the southeast to be able to better respond to bushfires and this is on the back of what we've invested in um, to get the fire towers working in the forestry sector more appropriately so that's a big one that's a um, that's a commitment that's i think a bit over 20 million dollars so it's a it's a serious effort we've Got to make sure we're keeping the community safe as best as we can. We Naturally, the best result is no bushfires, but we know that they do happen. And in the current age, particularly with El Nino coming up, we wanted to have more aerial firefighting resources on the ground here in the Limestone Coast because it literally can be the difference between a, a fire that's dealt with quickly versus one that becomes out of control. Peter, there's been a whole lot of other uh, stories that have come out in the last 24 hours about uh, what you guys have done here in the Limestone Coast. It's fantastic that Country Cabinet were able to visit the Limestone Coast and, and see what happens here in, in the southeast. You know, you and I, as you and I have discussed previously, this, um, this part of our state has become a bit of a passion of mine. I've been travelling here um, a lot since I took over um, you know, my leadership of, of the Labor Party. And as Premier, I, I made a lot... Um, a commitment that we weren't going to just be down here regularly. We're going to make the investments to realise all the opportunity that the Limestone Coast has. And and that mobile phone investment, um, coverage investment, that isn't just about convenience, although there's a lot of that that comes with it. It's actually about economic uplift and improving the productivity of the region across the board, including some of the best sectors that we've got in the country are in agriculture, aquaculture and forestry. The Internet of Things is evolving the way these practices occur, and these industries operate, and but they need the connection to data, and we're making that step. So it's it's, it's an investment in, in the region more broadly, which the whole state benefits from. Peter, it's always great to have you in the Limestone Coast. It's been great to see that you guys have been in the region, as I say, for the last couple of days. Thanks for dropping by to have a chat to us this morning. Uh, enjoy the rest of the trip. Thanks, you, and it's been always enjoy it, mate. Be back down here soon. Cheers. 
Peter Milanowskis with some great news for our region. Now, this weekend, lots of great stuff going on. There are reasons to go to Robe. There are reasons to go to the Coonawarra, and there's stuff happening right the way across the region. Let's talk about Robe, first of all, and the Robe Beer Festival. Henry, g'day. Hello, thank you for having me. Hey, Henry, tell me all about the Robe Beer Festival, because you guys have been going for a few years now. Uh, yeah, this is uh, a few years now down in Robe, and it's, uh, it's great to be going again this year. Uh, we have a number of brewers, music, food, uh, all the fun stuff you associate with the day out uh, down at Rove on the foreshore. Now, tell me all about the beers, because that's got to be the focus of a beer fest. Absolutely. There's a number of great breweries here in South Australia, a number of awesome brewers um, that do all sorts of different things with beer. So we've um, got a number coming from um, Adelaide, as well as over from the Yorks Peninsula. We've got What's a Cowie Brewery. Um, you can't beat the local ones up as well, so it's great to have uh, Beachport Brewery, Loophole, Rope Town. Um, we've got over 10 in total, so it's great to have so many different local brewers as well as uh, brewers from further afield come along. And, mate, tell me all about the entertainment because it is going to be a huge day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, to go with anything um, to do with uh, beer, etc. locally, you have to have something fun. So we've um, got a great lineup of music for the day as well as face painting for kids and then some games, etc. to make it fun for everybody. All right, Henry, what time is the Road Beer Festival going to get underway? So the beer festival itself is from 11am till 9pm. Um, so it gives plenty of time for people to just enjoy the day, come with groups and have fun. Hey, Henry, great to talk to you this morning. Have a great weekend up at Robe, all right? No problem at all. Thank you for having me. From Robe to the Coonawarra, there are no excuses to not get out and enjoy what the Limestone Coast has to offer. Let's talk Coonawarra Cabernet. Heidi, g'day. Good morning, Ewan. Heidi, we've been celebrating Coonawarra's Cabernet all month long. And let me tell you, we're going to go out with a bang this weekend. Indeed we are. It's showtime in Panola, Coonawarra. The show is in town and our wineries are pulling out um, their show award-winning wines this weekend. So coinciding with the theme of the show, um, many of our cellar doors will be um, showing their award-winning wines. So make sure you get down to taste those. There is, of course, many pairing and tasting experience still going on this final weekend of Cabernet celebrations. And Saturday is the absolute last chance you can take advantage of the shuttle bus. You can head to Panola, park the car, have a night's stay and take make the most of um, the transport option so that you can get around to all those wineries you desire without having to worry about the, uh, the travel home. Mm, and the drinking and driving, that's right. Uh, and there are a whole lot of tastings that are going to go on this weekend. Absolutely. We have um, chocolate and wine pairings still running at the likes of Patrick of Coonawarra and Catnook. There's um, beautiful morsels on offer at um, Canara and also Jack Estate and Bank Stargo, two of our cellar doors that aren't usually open day to day during the year. They are um, open this final weekend of October. Um, the weather's not looking too bad either. So the scavenger hunt on the walking trail is a great one for all ages. Um, so perhaps a great opportunity to head down and hit the trail. Enjoy the time wine tasting along the way as well. Heidi, great to catch up this morning. Good luck with the last of the celebrations for Cabernet this weekend in the Coonawarra. Thanks for being part of the show for the last month. No worries. It's been my pleasure. Head to the website, coonawarra.org. There you can observe the final weekend guide. Um, check it out. Um, see what's on. Book yourself into a Talia or a Holic for a long lunch um, and make the most of this beautiful spring um, weather coming up on the weekend.
We've chatted about the Road Beer Festival. We've talked about celebrating all things Cabernet in the Coonawarra, and there's lots of other things going on this weekend. Let's take a look at what's taken place. Spooktacular at Central, taking place tomorrow from 11am to 2. You can come dressed up, join the fun. The zombie walk is on tomorrow night as we lead into Halloween. Also this weekend... The Blue Lake City Custom Classic Car and Bike Show is on. If you're a lover of classic cars and bikes, this is where you need to be. It's going to be at Willanda, the Recreation and Convention Centre, 12 till 4 tomorrow. The Holdens of Age Car Club have got a free display on Sunday as well at the Raillands from 10am to 1pm. And this weekend, the Recycled Garden Art Competition for Women. It's taking place Rymel Hall in Panola, if you'd like to go along and be part of that. Heaps of sport going on this weekend as well. Baseball round four action out of the Blue Lake Sports Park. Softball round two this weekend. Millicent and Narracourt Cricket is back this weekend. And the Mount Gambier Cricket Association, the seniors start this weekend. And a big shout out to all of them. Hopefully reasonable weather for some games this weekend in the Limestone Coast. Now, don't forget, Heidi talked about it a moment ago. Panola show is on today and tomorrow as well. The Long Riders have got their car and bike show taking place tomorrow. A whole heap of bling will be on show at Woolanda at the Recreation and Convention Centre. There is something for everybody. So no matter what you're up to this weekend, have a great weekend and make sure you join me for the show Monday morning from 6 on Triple M.